Do you ever just want to hear how the famous found fame? How the poor man became a millionaire? How risking comfort gave someone more freedom? Honestly, do you ever just wonder if everything will be okay? Welcome to the Y'all Podcast, where everyone has a seat at the table. I'm your host, Laura Jean Bell. In this space, I will share stories about life, Jesus, and the South, stories of the past and the ones that are still being written to instill hope without fear of the future. Meet with me around the table, sharing tales about the lives of others, of business and risk and heartache and joy and failure and success. Let go of the fear that hopelessness is your destiny and fill up on the encouragement that mercies are new each day. Because the best thing about a story is that there is a beginning and an end. Hello and welcome back for another Story of Y'all podcast. This is so fun. I love getting to hop on and share these stories with y'all to encourage you that there is hope without fear of the future. God promises us that in his word in Proverbs 31. And he says that the Proverbs 31 woman, she laughs at the days to come. Other versions say she laughs without fear of the future. And it is because she trusts in God. And that word was given to me a long time ago from the Holy Spirit. And I just knew this is something that everyone needs. People need to know that there is hope without fear of the future. So today's story is one that is just, it's funny, it's embarrassing, it's just, it's all the things, but it was kind of birthed out of this um, this time frame. At the beginning of 2020, January of 2020, I was invited back to my alma mater to come and speak to Girls Chapel, and um, I went to a small Christian college, Faulkner University in Montgomery, and I... Um, the girls' chapel service is one where a lot of times they bring in guest speakers or a student to speak or whatever. You go to chapel every single day of the week and, well, of the work week or school week. And um, I was invited to speak at this girls' chapel. And so the girl who called me and invited me was like, hey, you can talk about whatever you want. And I was like, that's awesome. But do you ever feel like when you have zero guidelines, you have like zero clue which way to go, right? So I was like, okay, great. Awesome. I have no clue what I'm going to talk about. Um, so I was kind of hashing it out with Cody and and some friends. And I had a friend of mine say, like, these girls are sitting where you once sat. So you need to tell a story about something that happened to you when you were a student at Faulkner that can help them see that you are once in their shoes. And um, so I asked Cody, I was like, okay, like if I were to tell a story, you know, what would be a fun story? And we just started reminiscing on college days because we went to college together and like we just did stupid stuff in college. But stupid stuff at a small Christian college versus like a big state school is just very different. Um, There's a lot more guidelines and guideposts and... That is just a better terminology for you have a crap ton of rules that you cannot break for risk of expulsion. And so we, um, our form of fun or um, disobedience was much different than what probably a lot of people experienced at a state school, which is fine, but it was just kind of our story. And so um, Cody and I really reminisced on one particular story that 
we laughed on and then the Holy Spirit just like totally brought a lesson out of it and it was unreal. But uh, there was one night that Cody and I were juniors in college and our school was really small. Uh, you had, there was a budget. So um, we had been playing, our football team had been playing at a different stadium that was kind of like the city stadium down the road. And we finally built our own football field and it was this huge deal. And by our junior year, it was completely finished. It was gorgeous and just a really nice, really nice football field, big iron gates, just like all the things, right? And so Cody and I decide at one night, he calls me, it's like 1130 or 12 at night. And he was like, hey, are you bored? And I was like, yeah, I've only been to Taco Bell six times tonight, which Taco Bell is across the street from the school. So I was like, I'm just sitting in my dorm. He was like, let's go stargazing. And this was something that Cody and I did frequently. We would get in his truck or at my family farm or whatever. And it was just like when we were out laying under the stars, we could just talk about anything and everything. And it was just kind of this sweet thing that like was kind of our favorite thing to do together. And so I was like, okay, where do you want to go stargazing? And he was like, let's go to the new football field and just like hop the fence. You know, it's dark out there. That's like less street lights. you know, we can go look. This sounds really creepy as I'm saying it. We weren't doing anything weird or wrong other than hopping the fence at the new football stadium. And um, one thing Faulkner was just really big on was just protection of um, boys and girls and people being out too late. Um, I'm trying to put this kindly. Um, they didn't like guys and gals, um, going into each other's dorm rooms and all of those types of things. And so, um, going somewhere alone on campus in a dark place is not exactly, um, a good site for, um, administration or security to find you in. And so, um, Cody and I just very willingly put ourselves in that position, but we, went over to the football field and we slid through the big iron gate and ended up hopping the fence over the football field. And we got all the way to the middle of the field and we had just laid down on the field. It was a beautiful night. Um, absolutely stunning and beautiful fall night. And we get to the middle of the football field. We lay down and the sky was clear. The stars were bright. And we hear the security truck coming down the gravel road that led to the football field. And we were laying there and I was like, Cody, this looks bad. Like if they catch us like this, like they could suspend or expel us. Like we have broken into the football field. It's a boy and a girl alone in the dark at midnight, like we, the rules of our school were intense and it was something that we were like, we're about to get in a lot of trouble. And Cody was like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Lay still until the truck passes. And when he gets behind the field house, there's a big field house behind the football field where you had to like actually drive your car around it in order to go back down the road. He said, when he gets behind the football field, you need to run as fast as you can and hop over that fence and we'll hide under the bleachers until he leaves. And I was like, Cody, I don't think you understand. Like there are different types of people in the world. There are people who can hop fences quickly and there are people who cannot. And I cannot hop fences fast. Like I can't do this. And he was like, yes, you can. 
and you're going to have to, like, you have got, you've got to run. Cause if they catch us, like we're in big trouble. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I mean, I'm panicking. The truck goes behind the field house and Cody is up and gone and over the fence and standing there on the other side of the fence with his arms out to me. And I'm barely off the ground trying to run. I was a dancer, not a sprinter, not a track runner. And I'm running as fast as I can to the fence. Cody has already hopped over and I start just trying to like climb the fence. Like one little, it's a chain link fence, you know, like stick my feet in. Like I don't hop fences. I don't know how to do this. And Cody was like, hop the fence. And I was like, I can't, I don't know how. And he was like, grab onto me, just hold on to me and I'm going to pull you over. And so just for perspective, Cody is six feet tall and I'm 5'11". Like we are not like this couple where like I'm T90 next to him, like I'm his height. And so I just wrapped my arms around him and I had on a pair of Nike shorts and he grabs the top of my Nike shorts and just starts like pulling me over this fence. Also pulling my shorts completely up my butt crack and giving me a massive wedgie. And we get to that and totally destroying my legs. My legs are covered in scrapes and blood. And, um, we get to the other side of the fence and we run to the bleachers and we get under the bleachers and we look and the security guards coming around with the truck and has a spotlight on the stadium. And he's running a spotlight over the stadium, basically to make sure there's nobody trespassing on the football field. And we're sitting there like huffing and puffing, semi-panic laughing, but also like laughing from sheer relief. Like, oh my word, we did it. Like we, we made it. Like we got, we got away. And as we were talking about this story, Cody just like looked at me and he was like, what if you had not run? What if you had just stayed where you were? And I was like, yeah, well, I wouldn't be a student at Faulkner anymore. And they would have like, you know, brought me before all the people to like, I don't know, tell everyone that I was being expelled for like trespassing on the football field. And, you know, we kind of laughed about it, but then it like sparked this new conversation in my head of like, what are the things in our lives that we are staying still frozen in fear over? What are the things where the Lord says, this is what you got to do. You've got to get up and you've got to run. You have got to run with everything in you as fast as you can. The enemy's coming. He's coming after you and you have a choice to stay exactly where you are because you are afraid or you can run like your life depends on it. And I will be on the other side ready to pull you over. And you may get a little beat up. You may get a big fat wedgie. You may be embarrassed. You may trip and fall. You may not be the fastest runner. You may not be the best of the best. You may not be any of these things that make you feel too afraid to even do it in the first place. But I'm there and I'm going to pull you to the other side. The Lord reminded me that there were hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of Israelites that never saw the promised land because they were afraid. 
And I was like, is this really true? And I went back in scripture and I was looking at it and I was like, Lord, these Israelites, were there really that many of them that didn't go to the promised land? Yes. There's a verse in scripture that talks about how they sent spies to see um, the promised land because it was it was actually um, already occupied. And they sent in spies to see like, hey, what are we, what kind of battle are we looking at? Because that's the land that the Lord's promised to us. But, you know, there's folks there. And, and these spies went and they looked and they came back to the, to the people, to Moses. And they said, hey, we look like grasshoppers in comparison to these people. There's no way that we can take over. Even though God had promised them this land, even though God had parted the Red Sea, got the Israelites to the other side, provided food and water and meat and shelter and blessing, even amidst their disobedience, the Lord protected the Israelites. He took them out of captivity for the sake of a promised land. They go to the said promised land and they said, well, we can't do it because the people are too big. As if the Lord couldn't do anything. And there were two people there, Caleb and Joshua. And they were like, yes, we can. We can too do this. We absolutely can take this over. The Lord has promised this to us. This is our promise. And if you, if you look at scripture, it's not until the book of Joshua, where Joshua is leading the Israelites that they were able to go into the promised land because he was not afraid. And in the book of Joshua is where you see the Lord say, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid for I will be with you wherever you go. Be strong and very courageous. Do not be afraid. And I got this image of me running for is my life at the moment. I wasn't running from anybody, but like a hired security guard. He wasn't even like a cop. But I was running to hop this fence and I couldn't do it. But there was someone on the other side of that fence who could, who had, who was faster than me and stronger than me and pulled me over to safety to protect me because I chose to run in spite of what I didn't think I was capable of doing. I chose to run even though I felt afraid. And so my question to you is, what are the very things in your life that you aren't doing just because you're scared? And it sounds silly, right? Like people are like, well, I'm not doing it. Like it scares me. It makes me uncomfortable. But my challenge to you today in this like small story and in this podcast is what are you allowing fear to dictate in your life? What in your life has the Lord said, hey, I need you to go do this thing. And you're saying, hey, Lord, I'm not going to go do that because that makes me feel afraid. What area of your life are you not growing in because you are scared of being uncomfortable? A line that we like to say a lot in our house is, if you want to grow, you have to get uncomfortable. So it's time that you get uncomfortable and you ask the Lord, what thing do you need me to be doing that I'm too afraid to do? What football field do you need me to run across? 
what sense do you need to pull me over? Because if I had just stayed still and stagnant and let life happen to me instead of running after the life that God has set before me, things might have turned out a lot different. Don't stay stagnant because you feel afraid of what the future might hold. You feel afraid that discomfort might come your way. Discomfort will come your way whether you're following the Holy Spirit or not. But the discomfort that comes your way because you're running after what God has asked you to do is always going to reap a harvest of blessing. So be encouraged today. Run, run, run for your life. Run in spite of fear and know that Jesus is on the other side of that fence, ready to grab you and pull you over to the other side of enormous blessing. Y'all, thank you so much for being here today and listening in. I hope today's episode leaves you full of hope without fear of the future. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. If you want to follow along with me on social media, be sure to follow Y'all Podcast on Instagram. Or you can follow my personal page, Laura underscore Jean underscore Bell. Every episode and blog is kept up to date on my website, laurabell.co. Subscribe there for stories dropped straight into your inbox. You won't regret it. Isaiah 30, 21 says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, there will be a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. May the path you walk today be led by the spirit who goes before you. Thanks for being here today. I'll talk to y'all soon.